and welcome to another episode of the Sensational Kids Show. This week, I have read a couple of new articles and they have been related to stress. And I thought, actually, this is quite a good time of the year to talk about stress and think about what it is that we're going through at this time of year but also what a lot of our our kids and families and us go through throughout the year, actually. And I thought it linked quite nicely to some lecturing that I'm doing um, related to sensory reactivity. And so I thought, actually, let's, let's look at that for a second. So we all know the concept of homeostasis, or many of us do. And that's where our bodies are constantly trying to get to a balance, to reach balance, right? Our internal states are constantly reaching this inner stability, okay? Um, and it's it's self-regulating. And so we're trying to just keep this constant state while we are under stress, okay? Now, when we think about allostasis, allostasis is another process whereby we are trying to achieve this stability, but we're doing this through either physiological change or behavioral change. And again, it's it's usually in response to stress, okay? So we're trying to stay stable by making these changes and and trying to to just stay stable, okay? And when we think about allostasis, we think about, you know, it's we're trying to cope with stress, but it's all stresses. So it's stress of, you know, there's a big deadline in six months. It's the stress of actually I've got to quickly run and get the bins out because the bin men are coming. Or it's the stress of I have left my wee for too long and now I'm going to have to run to the bathroom. Okay. So there are all sorts of different types of stresses that we have and that we go through. Now, there are two main groups of, um, of stresses, but if we think about them rather as what is quite commonly referred to these days as allostatic load, okay? So your allostatic load is going to be your, what happens to your body physiologically, from chronic exposure to being stressed, to having these fluctuating or increased levels of of stress, okay? So when we are under stress, we have our, um, an increase in our epinephrine, which is adrenaline, basically. Um, and that can be in response to exercise or stress or when you think that there's a danger. But what happens is after you've had the spike in epinephrine, adrenaline, you then relax, okay? And so your adrenaline is then turned off. But what happens is that your body then goes through this constant kind of wear and tear because of stress, yeah? And there are a number of different types of allostatic load as such. So if you think about your acute allostatic load, so that's going to be a single short-term 
um, cause of stress. So it's going to be really brief and it's going to, your body's then going to give this intense reaction to this immediate threat. Okay. So um, if you think of suddenly I have to stand up and do a presentation on a topic that I've just been told um, in like five minutes beforehand. So what's going to happen is I'm going to have an increase in alertness. I'm going to, my, my heartbeat's going to increase. I might get sweaty palms. My tummy might really hurt. Okay. And so while this, if, if you think of the effect on your body, while this is a temporary effect, that immediate response is going to increase your cortisol levels. Okay. And that's going to increase your heart rate and ta-da, fight or flight response. Okay. So that's one type. Another type of your allostatic load is where it's repetitive. So this is repeated exposures to a similar type of stress over a short duration. Okay. So if you are, um, if you have a week where every single day you have back to back meetings and they're all really, really stressful meetings, then what's going to happen is that all of those effects, the cumulative effects is going to really just take its toll on your body. And it's going to be more than one single stressful event. Okay. So that constantly elevated stress response is just going to wear your body out. And it's going to lead to things like, for example, chronic fatigue. Okay. Then there are a couple of others. So we have your chronic allostatic load, and that is your persistent stress over extended periods is going to lead to this kind of stress. So if you have a high stress job or you are having a period of time where you just have constant personal challenges and you're just having no break, no rest from it. Okay. So this constant continuous strain is going to really compromise your immune function. Okay. And with this, what we see is this elevated risk of chronic disease and also um, mental health disorders, okay? And then lastly, we have a cumulative um, allostatic load. So that's the total wear and tear from all of the kinds of the stress, intense, short-lived, prolonged over the lifetime, okay? So that is that total toll on somebody's body after they have just faced multiple personal and professional challenges over several decades. And that's going to affect your overall all lifespan, your cognitive function, and your well-being, okay? So if we think about the effects or the implications of that allostatic load on our health, it is not good, okay? You can have heart disease, you can have um, impaired cognitive functions, you can have digestive issues, okay? Think of IBS. Um, I've had a little bout of, of just really bad tummy recently, Um and then, you know, we're going to think about um, sleep disturbances. So we're going to have anxiety. We're going to have depression. Okay. And I was reading an article which was talking about allostatic load in children and, and adolescents. And what they found, this um, systematic review looked and found that there is a real strong association between your allostatic load and then your sociodemographic um, characteristics. So thinking of poverty, thinking about ethnicity, thinking about where you're living, thinking about perceived discrimination, your ACEs, adverse childhood experiences, okay? But it's also going to be affected by environmental factors. So and, and all of those consequences on both your physical and mental health 
among kids and adolescents. And the findings have shown that there's a greater allostatic load that's associated with poorer health outcomes in clinical and non-clinical pediatric populations, okay, which shows that these effects are going to be enduring. They are just not going to stop. And so what we're seeing is that actually we are, are able to make a really close link with trauma, okay? So if we think of trauma during childhood and how that's going to affect and alter how we are going to perceive and deal with stress from both a sensory and a motor point of view, okay? So when it comes back to just thinking about allostasis and allostatic load, it's thinking about what we can do over this really stressful time to mitigate those factors, to go, actually, what can we do? What can we do to just make things a little bit easier, okay? Um, and easier for ourselves, easier for our families, easier for the young people in our lives, okay? Um, physical activity, exercise is just going to be so good, okay? So taking a walk, doing some dancing in the kitchen with the kids, um, chasing a dog, taking someone else's dog for a walk, okay? Finding an exercise class, finding an exercise um, video on YouTube and just moving your body, okay? Um, simple things like a balanced diet. Um, my eating at the moment is particularly shocking. I have moments where I forget to eat. And then when I do remember, I then eat everything in sight. So a balanced diet is really, really important. Um, something I particularly struggle with is getting adequate sleep. And, you know, generally it's seven to nine hours of sleep. It's going to help that body, your body to recover and handle stress. And if you think about the number of us who have, you know, as, as neurodivergent people and adults and kids really struggle with sleep and getting enough sleep and getting really good levels of sleep as well. Um, so if you're not getting sleep, please go and speak to someone, see your doctor um, and get that sorted out. Mindfulness and other um, and practices such as meditation, yoga um, has been found to really modulate that stress response. And it could be as simple as doing a coloring in book. It could be as simple as just focusing on your breathing. You know, so think about what's going to work for you. What works for me doesn't necessarily work for anyone else and might not work for you. So think about how you can carve out just little moments in your day and say, right, for three minutes, I'm just going to focus on my breathing. I'm going to put everything else on do not disturb. And that's what I'm going to do. Okay. You can do things like mindfully cleaning. You can, um, you know, crochet do something where you have to focus on just that activity so your mind doesn't drift just to get those stress levels to come down okay um and and so it's really important for us to just think about the the different types of allostatic load think about you know how it's impacting us how it's impacting those around us and what we can do to decrease the effects of this and decrease the the effects of this cumulative 
um, wear and tear on our bodies. Okay, um, we need to try and be proactive in managing our stress. We need to try and stay informed, um, try and get a healthier lifestyle. Um, but the first step is just to be aware. So if Christmas is stressing you out, then have pizza on Christmas Day. If writing cards is stressing you out, then don't write cards. Send a message to someone instead. If wrapping gifts really stresses you out, then buy a really, really nice big gift bag and put little gifts in there wrapped up in individual bits of tissue paper. I may or may not have done this before and I will probably do it again. Okay. Um, if seeing a lot of people over Christmas stresses you out, then don't do it. See one or two people. Remember, do things which is going to lower your stress levels. And if that means saying to family members, I can't see you for very long or I can't see you at all, then that is what you need to do because your mental health comes first. Um, your physical health comes first. And remember, there's no, you know, nothing that stops you from seeking professional help as well. There are th uh, therapists out there who work just on chronic stress. Um, find someone talk to someone and in all of that for me the most important thing is to stay connected stay connected to one or two people who really feed your soul who understand you who regulate you who get you speak to them speak quite frankly to them about what you're going through and actually have moments where you are just in their company and you're not speaking to them. You're just sitting next to them on the sofa. You're just having a walk with them in silence, but stay connected because as I've always said, connection is everything. It is the most important thing. Okay. Have an absolutely lovely week. Have a great Christmas period. Um, stay connected. But remember, put yourself first. Focus on you. Do your deep breathing. Try and stay regulated. Stay in touch with people who regulate you. And have a wonderful festive season. I will be back in the new year. And I hope you are all rested. Mm -hmm.